I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 91 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm good. I've been up since uh, 5 a.m. for no reason, so it's a wonderful day. When did you go to bed? I think around 11... Okay, I mean, that's six hours of sleep. That's not awful. Yeah, I haven't been sleeping well, so it's just one of those times. But other than that, so I've been seeing this trend on Twitter, and it's the post six artists or bands that you've seen, and like one of them is a lie. Yeah. I posted mine this morning, but after posting it, I realized that I'd only posted five. So, one, I can't read. Two, I suck at these kind of things. And three, what was yours? What was mine? Um, I don't even remember what all I posted. My, my six were... Flogging Molly, Amy Mann, Bob Dylan, They Might Be Giants, The Decemberists, and Peter, Paul, and Mary. And yet again, I am reminded that my taste in music is or just, <laughs> I have seen no one in concert. <laughs> what, who, have you, who haven't you seen? Uh, Amy Mann, who is one of my favorite musicians, and I really need to see her at some point. And I don't know why I haven't. She's been in New York tons of times, but I always seem to miss it. Will she be there soon? Um, I don't know. I gotta check again. But she often does like a Christmas show. So I'm going to try to do that this year. That's fun. Yeah, I doing that and failing, I realized that I have a lot of concerts in the future. I have Paul McCartney next month. Um, I have the Beach Boys in October again, and get ready, Emily. This is huge. The Jonas Brothers. <laughs> That's okay. 
I used to be the biggest Jonas Brothers fan when I was in middle school. Like I remember going on their live streams and where they had like a big chat room and I would be like, I love you guys. And they'd be, like pretend like they were talking to their fans, which maybe they did. I don't know. But uh, now they're back. So my sister and I are going to see them. So I'm excited. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. No, like, yeah. I know. Liking I... Jonas Brothers in middle school is an acceptable thing. But what about liking them now? I mean, I, like... Honestly, whatever you like is so fine. I, I can't be, I don't know. There's something about music snobbery that bothers me a lot. I respect that a lot. Like I have gotten so much shit about my taste of music for like the past like 10 years that I just, I'm not really a music person anymore. Like when people are like, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, honestly, I don't listen to music. Like even as kids, like we would go on like family vacations. Like my dad would never have the radio on. Like we never listened to the radio much as kids. Like the only time I ever remember listening to like the radio was when like dad would put in like a CD like every now and then. And I remember it being like the Beatles once. And yeah, when we do, when we do car trips, it was generally like NPR or audiobooks. Hmm. Yeah, we would do movies too because we had, or we still have an expedition, a Ford expedition. So we would have like little like DVD in there. So we would watch a lot of Simpsons. Um, what else would we watch? A lot of movies. Obviously, like Star Wars. Uh, Road Trips is where I was introduced to Indiana Jones. Like, I remember, I forget where I was, but I remember watching it for the first time in, like, that really small screen in the expedition. <laughs> oh, the best way to watch it. Uh, adventure movie. Yeah, and back, and back to the future. <laughs> oh, I saw, uh, I saw Detective Pikachu yesterday. <laughs> you did? Yeah. And you know what? How was it? It is perfectly enjoyable. Like, it's not a great movie. I'm never, I'm probably never going to see it again, but I absolutely do not regret spending my Saturday morning seeing Detective Pikachu. It's cute. The effects are nice. There's like actually a story. Bill Nighy is in it, and hearing Bill Nighy talk about Pokemon is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. Because Bill Nighy, you know, he's such this, it's so funny with him because he has this great background of all these like British dramas, but then he's also like in the like underworld movies and shit and just in tons of terrible garbage, but he just always sells it. He's always a hundred percent committed. I've never seen him be bored in a movie. And so when he's talking about Pokemon, he's like fucking talking about Pokemon. He's sold in it. And at one point he's talking about Mewtwo and Hearing Bill Nighy in completely deadpan seriousness talking about the most powerful Pokemon in the universe, Mewtwo. I lost my shit. So for like the first like 30 seconds of this conversation, I thought you were talking about Bill Nye, the science guy. No, Nighy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Different guy. Okay. But... That's cute. I mean, I never thought that you would see something like this and enjoy it, knowing, you know, your taste in movies and everything. So in in some ways, it's sort of the whole like the the those movies that combine 
animation and live action most of the time really don't work for me at all. But I feel like this is sort of the first one since Roger Rabbit where it works in terms of setting up the universe. Like, I don't think it's nearly as good as Roger Rabbit, but they do some smart things. One is the idea is Pokemon have always just been part of our world. And Pokemon are the only animal life you see. So it, it makes it more like it works more that because if you were seeing like regular birds and then also animated Pokemon birds, I feel like that breaks your universe a little bit. But when all you're seeing is either human beings who are live action or Pokemon, that that makes it seem like more realistic. Because <laughs> you're never you're never thrown out of it by seeing, oh, here's this cat looking Pokemon, but there's also cats. And Ryan Reynolds is great. Yeah, I feel like he's one of those actors where his voice, not that his voice is distracting, but it's so well known. So knowing that he was going to voice Pikachu, like, I don't know, like, I am not really the biggest, like, Pokemon person. And I never Oh, I don't give a shit about Pokemon. I've never played Pokemon. I never watched the Pokemon cartoon. I could probably name about four Pokemon. But I don't know, it's there's some there's especially at the beginning, there's some fun, like ridiculous film noir tropes they're playing with. You know, it's an hour and 40 minutes and I'm like, okay, this is fine. Well, I'm glad that you liked it. I mean, definitely after hearing your review, I'm almost considering it's considered seeing it. So like, I'm not saying it's a movie people need to rush out and see. But if somebody else is like, hey, you want to go see Detective Pikachu? It's not a bad option. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're getting a lot of movies this summer. What else are we getting? Um, well, we're getting Aladdin on the 24th. Meh. I'm excited. Even though I know it's going to be a flop because... They didn't even show it before Avengers Endgame. Like, they showed Lion King. Like, Lion King, that is their 2019 baby, is the Lion King. Because they know that's going to get over a billion in the box office. They I'm know just, it. I'm just pissed they took out Be Prepared, which is the best song in that movie. And one of the best villain songs of all time. They're, they took that out? Word is they took it out to make room for giving Beyonce more songs. Get the fuck out. Like, and I realized, fine, like, yeah, she's Beyonce, give her more songs, but taking out the coolest fucking song in that movie is ridiculous. Where'd you hear that from? I don't know. Everybody's always been saying that. Oh. Oh, that's the first I've heard of it. But, I mean, hopefully they don't do that. But, I don't know. I I think it's going to be really good. And then, I'm spacing out what else is. I think those are just, like, my main two that I was looking forward to. Oh, the Toy Story one. Oh, yeah. Which looks depressing as hell. Like, I don't know if I need to see existential crisis in my toy movies. With the fork that believes it should be in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you have, like, Woody having, like, a midlife crisis over, the like, whether he should still be this child's toy or go out on his own and have his own life and what his purpose in life is. 
these Disney movies are getting like too serious. Like, you know, back when I saw like Mary Poppins, like, you know, it was during like the Great Depression and they're like, you will lose your house if you don't do this. It's like, that's fucking deep. I, uh, but I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think what other movies we're getting. I mean, obviously Star Wars in like December, but that's the only thing I can think of. Then when's it coming out? Uh, I don't remember when it's coming out. I still I'm trying to, to remember one. what else I saw. You said you were going to watch it and you didn't because you were a big fucking liar. I haven't slept in seven days. Well, there's time you could be watching it. I'm sorry. The beauty community is going down in flames and I have to be there to watch it. Do you know Do you know what's going on with that shit? Was that the one where the guy's like cheating on his wife with the other blogger's wife? No. Okay, so James Charles, he and so Tati, Tati Westbrook, she's a YouTuber and she has a vitamin brand called Halo. And James, a couple weeks ago, did like a sponsored Instagram video with another vitamin, like the the sugar bear or whatever. And she got mad. And then I guess just their friendship went out in flames. Like she accused him of trying to turn straight men gay because he he used like his fame as trying to get these guys to go gay. Like it's just it's really gross. And it's nice that all these all this negative stuff about James Charles is being released because he's kind of a shit human being. So and it's nice to see people who try to act like they're better than you and act like, you know, they have everything and act like they can get everything because they have money realize that they can't you're saying these people's names you might as well be listing pokemon that is true and i have lost the attention of all of our listeners thanks guys anyway you should watch it because it's awesome yeah i should i think i wanted to wait to watch it with carlos though because i believe like that was like one of our one of the movies that he, like when we first started talking that was like his first like move like i remember he was like oh you should watch it or something and i'm like ah yeah maybe and he said something like i'll hold your hand while you watch it <laughs> and i was like okay <laughs> who is this who is this guy trying to hit on me well i know now so <sighs> well, and Game of Thrones is on tonight too. So, is this and the second to last episode, second to last episode. Oh boy, we lost a dragon last week. That's a shame. All I know is that people were pissed because John didn't like pet ghost or something. Yeah, I mean CGI shit. I don't know though. Like, I'll I'll talk about it real quick. I've I've been seeing a lot of people get mad about Daenerys's um her story and how the writers are really failing on on her part and I don't know I mean I feel like everything has like kind like kind of led up to to this and how she's acting now but I am so mad at her like after like she had this conversation with John and she's like oh don't tell anyone this secret and you can have me or something and it's like uh... I never liked Danny yeah, and I almost feel bad because I was rooting for her for so long. And just after this episode, like, I just, 
I'm going to be okay if she doesn't end up on the throne or if she doesn't end up alive at the end of the series. And I don't know. I feel like I should be more supportive for, you know, a woman like her, you know, starting from the bottom and, you know, getting the dragons and, you know, coming so far. But she's the Mad King's daughter. So, you know, she has that in her blood. So, uh, it's frustrating. And she could have saved the dragon by not going to King's Landing. Like, Sansa's like, hey, um, shouldn't you all be resting? Because we just defeated the dead yesterday. And Danny's like, no, how dare you? And listen to fucking Sansa. She's always right. Yeah, the only thing I really read about was, and it made me glad that I am done with this show, is like Sansa talking about how her like rape made her stronger. And I'm like, okay, nah, I'm done. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. Sansa has grown a lot as a character, and... Yeah, the thing is, she grew a lot in the, as a character in the books, too, and didn't have to be raped to do it. Yeah. I understand, like, how... But that's the only way they know to develop women in Game of Thrones, so... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope the best for Sansa's character for at the end of the series. Like, I feel like she has... You know, she has all this knowledge now from like Littlefinger and from, you know, especially Cersei too. And, you know, being in Winterfell and back in Winterfell, like that's just so much for her character. So I'm excited to see where she'll end up at the end. And Arya too. I mean, Arya defeating the Night King is still one of like the biggest surprises, like the happiest surprises. So uh, we'll see. And hopefully Drogon lives May, uh, Viserys, rest in peace. You shouldn't have died, young boy. Well, uh, how's your week been? Been okay. I got a couple more Tarkins. I saw that. Describe them. Well, I got um, I got the retro one that came with that you had. Well, you had to buy the Escape from Death Star game. And it's the it's done in the style where they're doing the relaunch of the like the retro action figures where they're doing the original ones that were released and they're doing new like well so far Tarkin's the only new one but hopefully there's going to be other new characters too in the same style and they're just the little three and three quarter inch kind of goofy looking hmm. but I like them and I got I finally got the I finally got the black series Tarkin. Oh, nice. Yeah, I finally just decided to get that off of Amazon. And I also have a variant cover of one of the Dr. Afra issues that has Tarkin on the cover. Nice. So now I have, in terms of figures or toys, I have 11 Tarkins. And then I have a couple of, like, little art card ones. I feel like 2018 was the year of the poor collection. And now 2019 is the year of the Tarkin collection. Yeah, there's a couple left. 
that are sort of outside of my price range. But I'd be perfectly happy, like, hopefully some of them might get, you know, because they'll repackage stuff occasionally. And I'd be perfectly happy with just having a repackaged one of the ones I don't have. Because I take them out of the box anyway. And if I can get, yeah. like, a repackaged one for 15 bucks versus the original for, like, $100, that's not really a decision for me. <laughs> I, I care about the toys more than I care about, like, having anything that's worth something. So I assume the one going for a hundred is that like one of the original from like the seventies ones? No, because there wasn't there wasn't Tarkin back then. Oh, okay, it's actually, um, I think it's from two thousand and twelve. So it's not even from that long ago. I guess it was just one they didn't do a lot of. Interesting. Well, I'm glad your Tarkin collection is growing and insert Tarkin quote here so yeah but yeah I'm I don't know like I'm I'm, I'm happy with it there's just a lot it's mostly Tarkin and Krennic though once the Mandalorian comes out if I can get like a good old Werner Herzog I'm going to be incredibly excited to add that to my imperial jackasses imperial jackasses yeah. Sweet. I love it. Hmm. Um. So, do we have actual news this week? We have some actual news this week, but it's sort of... In some ways, there's only so much you can talk about it, which is we got release dates for 2022, 2024, and 2026. But we don't know what those movies are. Yeah. But we do know we're not getting one until 2022, which is, like, I know only three years, and we've definitely waited for longer for Star Wars many times, but we got sort of spoiled. And so suddenly hearing three years, it seems really long, even though I know there's going to be TV shows and stuff. Yeah, I feel like the TV shows will distract us a little bit. Which is why I'm not really too bummed or disappointed about like the three year wait. Like, I think that we're going to have a lot of like, personally, like I'm looking at this list of like Disney movies and I'm excited. I mean, we're getting, we're also getting another Indiana Jones too, which I'm excited about. And new Avatar. (laughs) Here's the thing. Okay. So because here's the thing, it looks like with those Avatar sequels, they're going to be switching off Decembers with Star Wars. But what I was wondering is, okay, let's say Avatar 2 fails, which it might not, because here's the thing with Avatar is, I know everybody talks shit about it, but I feel like that's one that could still do incredibly well internationally. And sometimes that's all that matters. Like if your movie makes enough internationally, it doesn't really matter if it doesn't do as well in the states like there's there's whole franchises that still exist because they really do really well in china and stuff but would they keep that christmas spot for avatar 3 avatar 4 avatar 5 if avatar 2 doesn't do that well like i could see them still releasing them but would they would they save that prime holiday 
spot for them. That's a good point. And that's a point I don't think I've heard yet. Like, we still don't know how these movies are going to do. I mean, even though there's a land at a Disney park dedicated to Avatar, the second movie can still be shit. I mean, even though I haven't seen the first one. So, I... I totally missed out on all like the Avatar hype and everything. I mean, I I saw it. I believe I was a freshman in high school when it came out. So I remember everyone saying how amazing it was. But I don't know. Like, I feel like that's just James Cameron, though. I feel like all of his movies have been such like, you know, like Titanic. I haven't seen that either. You know, so either I just don't give two fucks about James Cameron or I am missing out. Mm. I mean, see Terminator, but you don't need to see any recent James Cameron. And by recent, I mean past 20 years. Didn't he do that Alita Battle Angel? I thought that was... I think he was like executive producer or something because I remember saying his name on it. Yeah, he produced it. Robert Rodriguez directed it. Hmm. But I don't know. And then it's, it's sort of so hard to know with Avatar because, I mean, it, it, Twitter is not representative of the actual movie going public. So, yeah, Avatar gets yeah. is sort of like a running joke, the fact that nobody remembers Avatar. But who knows? Like, especially once they actually are nearer to it and we're getting trailers and stuff. It's just, you know, it's been, those movies have been delayed for so long now. And. Yeah, I'm interested in the delay, like why there is a delay, knowing that this movie was massively popular in 2009, 2010. And it's, what, 2019 now? Wait, it isn't even coming out until 2021. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I'm looking at these other movies that are going to come out. Uh, We are getting a Bob's Burgers movie. I fucking love Bob's Burgers. We're also getting The Jungle Cruise, which I heard that they're going to have the first openly gay Disney character. So they've said. And that's the one The Rock's in, right? Yeah. The Rock, Emily Blunt. I don't think Jack Black, but maybe Jack Black. But I don't know. That should be interesting. Um, We're getting a West Side Story. Ugh. Cruella. Mulan. I guess it's uh, not going to be a musical, though. Okay, that's a choice. Yeah. And we're getting Frozen 2 on November 22nd. Have you seen the first Frozen? I've seen parts of it. Oh, and supposedly, supposedly, the New Mutants is still going to come out, but I have my doubts. What's the thing with that? Um, they shot it ages ago. It's been retooled and retooled and retooled. And last I heard, it's going to be retooled yet again. And like, talking about like 70% of the script's different. Something insane like that. 
Like it's an entirely different movie at this point. Why don't they just like get rid of it and just film a new one? Well, I guess they decided it was cheaper to do it this way, but I don't know why don't they just not do it at all. Like the original pitch for that was it's going to be an X-Men horror movie. And that's what I really fucking wanted. And now it looks like it's definitely not going to be that. Hmm. I'm sorry. Well, I don't see anything else on this list uh, that... Well, because a lot of it is like untitled Disney Marvel, untitled Disney live action, untitled Disney Marvel, untitled Disney live action, untitled Pixar. There's always so much you can get excited for that. That is true. I mean, I am going to the D23 convention in August, so we'll get deets for the other live action movies and maybe Star Wars stuff because I hear they're going to show Mandalorian footage or something there. Maybe that's when we're going to get the actual Mandalorian trailer is at D23. That'd be nice. Yeah. Hey, did you see that picture of uh, Galaxy's Edge with Bob Iger, Kathleen Kennedy, JJ, and Steven Spielberg? Yes. Isn't that beautiful? That was nice. It looks cool. No, I think I think it looks really nice. I thought I retweeted the picture, but maybe, maybe I did it on. I was gonna say maybe I did it on the podcast account, but no. But one thing that I've noticed from people retweeting that post was everyone talking about Steven Spielberg's shoes. Jesus Christ, who gives a fuck? I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I, I don't get the joke of making fun of, like, I get it with George because I, I just think it's cute that he wears those, like, shoes. But I don't know. Like, I just, I find that not look, tasteless, but. I don't know. I mean, look. I, I mean, whatever. Steven Spielberg's a billionaire. What does he care if people are making fun of his shoes on Twitter? But also, I'm like. If I'm walking around a park all day, I'm probably going to try to find some fucking comfortable sneakers. And I bet those sneakers are comfortable as fuck. Yeah, everyone. They're comfortable. Don't make fun of them. We love them, just like Steven. Eh, I mean, they're ugly, and I don't care. I mean, he's a fucking billionaire. He can, you know, he's part of the problem, but... Yeah, I don't know. I have a soft spot for neon very attention grabbing shoes i used to wear those in tennis i used to when i used to have a when was that yeah in high school i'd always get like the most like neon shoes and that's how people would see me on the court because they'd look at my feet but yeah galaxy's edge i mean that picture of the falcon looked beautiful it's fucking cool looking i gotta say like it, it's probably more cool looking when there's only four of you that are looking at it. And when you're in a crowd of thousands of people, but. Oh, and apparently they're going to be using wristbands for the four hour yeah. thing. That's smart. The wristband system. Yeah, I saw too that they came out with a new uh, Disney year pass. They are calling it the Disney Flex, and 
basically you get the days you can go, but then you get the flex days, which if you like look at a calendar, those days are blue. And you can reserve two of those days in a month. So you get your guaranteed days and then like the two days that maybe you can go. So that's interesting that they're going to be releasing that either before before the Galaxy's Edge craziness or probably at the end of the year. And it's like $600. Jesus. I mean, I pay 400 for mine. It's bad, but I mean, if you think of it, like that's because a Disneyland trip is, is if you if you're going to California Adventure too, that's about one fifty. And if you go, yeah, that's more than. Insane. Well, dude, the Disney World year pass that's about nine hundred dollars. Yeah, abs- absolute insanity, especially because most people aren't going to Disney World like by themselves. So if you're like a family of four, like that's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. Like I, I remember like I only knew a couple people that had one. I think Corey has one right now, but I remember like my sister's ex-boyfriend when he lived in Florida, he had one and I asked him how much it was and he made a joke like it was too much and I looked at it and it was like nine something, but I mean, it's expensive as fuck, but I mean, if you live in like Orlando, I think it's a, it would be a no brainer for me because I can just, I'll be bored on a Tuesday night and I can just be like, I'm going to Epcot, you know? So, <sighs> it's cool with this like list though that they incorporate, like obviously like the Fox movie. So it's cool like seeing what's, now disney like you see like the kingsman movie yeah it's either cool or a really depressing sign that we live in a monopolistic capital culture but either way yeah and then with all these streaming services too like there's probably like probably in the next like 10 years like cable's not going to exist like, it's just going to be like, str- which streaming service do you want? We live in interesting times. Well, do you want to move on to the Clone Wars? Oh, yeah. Because that's the sort of the thing that we haven't talked much about yet from Celebration. And that is... Clone Wars Season 7. Uh, you were at the panel for this, right? Yes. Okay, because I wasn't at the panel. I just watched the trailer um, like back at our Airbnb afterwards. Yeah. So sort of like what was your what was your experience in the room? Was this a good panel? I think so. I mean, I feel like not that it was childish, but you know, obviously, it's like it's a cartoon, so I feel like people were really excited for it, but I feel like the vibe was very... Because I feel like Ashley Eckstein is very animated, so everyone up there was just like, oh, yeah, like, happy times. Like, this felt like a very, like, Disney panel. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't know. I had a lot of fun. I mean, it's really cool seeing everyone's like the whole cast and how excited they get for this. Like they actually like really love this series. I mean, especially like Ashley, D. Bradley Baker, everyone else. I mean, this show was their lives for like 10 years and it really was. I mean, they're all still like really good friends and you can see that. And then, of course, you just get Dave sitting there like being like, I don't know. Is it back? Is the Clone Wars real? And it's like, okay, Dave, but yeah, I had a good time. Wish you were there. But so are we just going to go over the scene by scene? Yeah, or at least we can talk about something because some of the, a lot of this stuff is. I mean, not a lot of it. Like, maybe like I feel like half of this is maybe stuff that we already like storylines that we knew because since mm-hmm. Clone Wars was dead. We we got information about what they had planned. And now we're seeing some of that come into this show. Right? Yeah. And I have a little bit of mixed feelings for that. I feel like since they released all this information, like, five, six-something years ago, like I almost feel like we should get a new ending because i mean we already know everything that's gonna happen well even though this is the prequels we obviously know okay this turns into that like i basically already know what happens in the series is because of the ahsoka novel and like all the panels that dave would do talking about the clone wars i mean two of these arcs in this season i've already seen because i've seen like the non-finished uh animation and everything and i'm just depending because i think there's like 12 episodes and i feel like i've already seen half of it so that's why like i'm excited for the clone wars i'm excited to see the siege of mandalore but i just wish it was different yeah i wonder how much of that though was budget which is if you already have a lot of shit done then that's what you do Yeah, but uh, what did you think of all the Clone Wars? I mean, I think the trailer is is fine. It's just I sort of, you know me, like I just don't care about it. So I can look at this trailer and go, okay, like that looks cool or that looks fine. But I don't have any sort of emotional attachment to any of it. Hmm. Um, for anybody who isn't new to listening to our show, I watched the first Clone Wars for the first time on the show. Like I'd go through, I went through every episode in um, order and reviewed them. So you can go back to past episodes for that. Um, I didn't enjoy a lot of it. <laughs> I would say like 10% of it you enjoyed. Yeah. And that's not to say I hated the other 90%. There's just a lot of it where I'm like, eh, eh, fine. Hmm. I'm trying to remember the last episode of this podcast that you watched The Clone Wars. I don't remember. It would have been a while ago now. I would say like close to 50, maybe more. Maybe. Because I remember I tried to get you to watch the 2003 to 
through 2005 Clone Wars, but you couldn't even. I watched half of it. I watched half of it. And then I fucking refused because I hated it. Uh, someone needs to convince her to give it No, I'm never try. fucking watching it. I fucking hate it. I watched half of it. I tried. It's fucking garbage. I respectfully disagree. That's fine. But okay, good God, I did not enjoy that at all. <laughs> okay, but... Okay, so the trailer. Uh, I mean, we don't have to go through every scene in this, but we start out with, you know, this black and white, like, flashback to Ahsoka <laughs> leaving the Jedi Order. I love me a good flashback. I just remember watching this, and I am the worst and because I'm very impatient. So when I see a trailer and I see them like showing like old scenes and shit, I'm just like, okay, let's, let's go. You know, you have to have this set up. I know, but I'm terrible, especially at, like these panels. Like it was like, I was addicted to them, even though like going to them, like I knew this would be on like a live stream. Like my mentality was I'm here. I have to do it. And then we get to the end, and it's like, all right, I have to get this trailer. And then, you know, I'd get the trailer for, what, like, three minutes, and I'd be like, I need to go to the next panel. You're not even you know, ever like, enjoying was... the thing that you're at. <laughs> I enjoyed it. But it was just, you know, like, the anticipation. And, like, I was, like, addicted to that. Like, we're getting new information. And, like, I almost feel like with some of these panels, you know, like, with The Mandalorian at some times, I was just like, all right, let's get to footage. And even though, like, we found out a lot of interesting shit. But I don't know. My patience was tested at this convention. I failed. But anyways, yeah, we get the, all right, Ahsoka leaving the temple and Lucasfilm logo and we get her on a speeder bike going down to uh 1313 which I have to say is one thing I'm actually excited for is seeing the underworld stuff yeah I'm surprised we're actually getting that all right we get uh some clone action yeah so one of the arcs that was wasn't completely finished was the bad batch arc and i've already seen all of it i can't remember the last time i watched it i believe it was about two years ago so we got some footage of it too i don't know if they showed it in the live stream but it looks really good so that should be interesting uh we get we get rex he's looking at a picture of old clones we see some mace We see uh, Curzon. I should have actually fucking watched this before recording. I'm a terrible... Okay, so we get Ahsoka in the underworld. Okay, so this is an interesting thing that we're going to get in this season is Ahsoka living in the underworld and she's going to be meeting new people and she meets these two sisters and I forget what their names are, but they're supposed to be a big part of the season. So that should be interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, we get a bunch of clones. And then we get Ahsoka 
back with Anakin and now like in charge of her own like regiment of clones and yeah. I, that's what's going to be the siege of Mandalore right? Yeah so the siege of Mandalore is huge because this happens I don't want to say too much but it happens kind of at the time where the events of Revenge of the Sith happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's Ahsoka and Rex on Mandalore trying to free them from like Maul's cadre. Yeah. So we'll see some spider leg Maul action. And we get Ahsoka getting her lightsabers back. And they're blue. She's so cute. We get a bunch more clones. We get some Mandalorians. Ooh. You know, one thing I'm really hoping from this season is seeing um, some Order 66 shit. Like seeing how far into Revenge of the Sith uh, this goes into. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, it actually shows from that. And then we hear Maul, and I just, like, whatever. I don't need to rehash that, but fine. But Emily, it's it's the Maul. The Maul that was in the last 30 minutes of Solo a Star Wars story he doesn't have spider legs in this trailer surprise he has robot legs I'm trying to remember when the spider legs were removed I believe it was when Obi-Wan was battling him one of the first times and <laughs> exactly one of the which is why I don't care about Maul anymore no, I haven't I haven't read the Ahsoka book. So I don't know like how much of that actually overlaps. I do know um oh, who is it? E.K. Johnston? Johnson? Anyway, the author mm-hmm. said that there was stuff she was told she couldn't do in the book, not knowing that the reason she couldn't do it is because they're doing it in Clone Wars. Hmm. Because it was like before, it was before it was announced that it was coming back. Years before. So I think it was like the, the actually like describing the battle between Maul and Ahsoka that they're like, you can't do the action scenes on that. Hmm. Yeah, I never read the book, but I would watch videos about it. Like I think I believe Star Wars explained it like a video review or the easter eggs in this novel and i watched that years ago because i believe the book came out around the time of uh star wars celebration europe oh was it that long ago yeah it was a long time ago 2015 16 i have 
such a bad grasp of the concepts. Uh, October 11, 2016. Okay. Oh, yeah. but speed of books. If we're not, unless you have anything else to talk about Clone Wars. Nope, I think we covered it. I mean, the trailer was good. And uh, hopefully we'll get Clone Wars in November slash December slash near future. But anyways, you're reading books. Well, it's sort of, which is I did the Dooku Jedi Lost. I don't know what they're calling it. It's basically it's a radio drama. I mean, it's it's a full cast reading. You know, it was written as as an audio thing, not as a novel. It's like six hours long as opposed to, you know, like the 15, 11, 15 hours you normally get for the books. Uh, hmm. I listened to it all over the past two days. And I don't want to get too heavily into spoilers in it because, you know, it just came out like last week. Uh, there, there's some issues with it. I wish it, first of all, I will say I don't like radio dramas. I've never been able to get into them. Um, I, cause I mean, obviously they're not something we do in the U S a lot anymore, but like BBC radio still produces them all the time. I've tried before I can do, I can do radio comedies. BBC did one called cabin pressure that Benedict Cumberbatch and Roger Allen were in, which is absolutely hilarious. I listen to it all the time for some reason in drama. It's not a format I get into. So how much of it is, I just don't like the format is sort of hard for me to judge this. Uh, I will say I like this story mostly. There's some interesting stuff in it. I wish the dude doing Dooku sounded more like Christopher Lee. Yeah, I think that's why I never get into those radio dramas and those novelizations you know, on my because I have like the Kindle app on my iPad when I read the books. I don't do like the audio shit because I I don't know like I don't like the the people trying to like act like the voices. Like I have the Queen Shadow, and I can't. I don't really like uh, Catherine Tabor's Padme voice, and I I got it for free for some reason because through Audible, and I don't know. Like I just I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, and the. The thing with with this sort of and especially like this sort of thing, like more than more than audio books, because it's set like as a narrator, as somebody like telling you this story, there's some really like there's some awkward stuff that wouldn't be if this were just a straight audiobook in terms of phrasing and the clunkiness of describing the action scenes. Mm. Because it it is somebody first person telling you what's happening rather than like a third person like you know that's just telling you what's happening like it's actually a person being like i saw this and then i saw that which works sometimes and other times just seems really awkward um it it's sort of going back and forth between a younger dooku and then like a ventress who is learning this stuff about dooku it's set like right after Dooku found Ventress. And he sends her, without getting too heavily inspired, he sends her on this mission. And 
to help her on it. And this is the part that as a conceit doesn't really work, but it's the whole conceit that it's built on, which is he gives her these hollow vids of him convert of the, the, these transmissions that he would send to his sister, like all throughout his childhood and like a young adult. And Hmm. There's some interesting stuff in there, but the whole conceit, I'm like, I don't think that Dooku is a guy who would ever, no matter what his ultimate goal is, and I won't get into that, would never give somebody that much information about himself. Because there's these, there are these very like personal communiques of him like starting when he was like 10 or 11 in the Jedi Temple and like sort of like everything going on since then. And so I sort of feel like it should have been Ventress finding these rather than Dooku giving them to her. Because of that part of it just didn't, I'm like, okay, that I don't, it doesn't, it never, I always, I kept waiting for there to be some turn in his motivation for doing so. And it just didn't come. That's weird. And I feel like if this had been a novel and so if, or if it had just been like novel length, which I mean, I'm sort of glad it is because it wasn't because I don't think I could have listened to a like 15 hours of this, but I also feel it means like you don't really get enough about Dooku's fall to the dark side. You get a lot of cool stories about him and there's some interesting stuff in there. And and some stuff that seems like weird filler when you only have six hours. I don't like some of it didn't feel necessary to me, but I feel like you get a it's really front loaded with young Dooku, and then it's like and then he became evil. Maybe they're waiting. Lucasfilm is maybe they're gonna do a Dooku, but then you don't do this story at all. Well, maybe it's like, you know, with the Ahsoka novel, I mean, the author was told that she can't describe, you know, the fight between Maul and Ahsoka. And maybe it's like this. Maybe, you know, the author of this couldn't explain why Dooku joined the dark side. Well, I mean, you get like, I just feel like it's not, it's not, it's not earned. Like it, and the, and the end like seems really rushed, but I don't know, like, I wish it had been a little bit more about the latter part of his life. Because I don't think it earns him being Dooku, like, as we <laughs> know him in the movies. And it's because, like, the stuff that is there is mostly really interesting. And, you know, it's sort of like his his friendship with sifo and his relationships with some of the other, like, Jedi Masters, that's really cool. Like, not just with Yoda, but with, with other characters as well. Hmm. Um, I will say that, the, the fuck it, we could eventually, we get a Qui-Gon voice, and it would just, I can't, I can't, no. It is, it is somebody doing it, and I think um, Eric was tied with us on bad motivators, but it sounds like somebody doing an impression of taken airily in Neeson. 
which is not how Liam Neeson sounded as Qui-Gon. And there's other character who is, um, his name is Rail. I guess he's also in Master and Apprentice. And he was Dooku's, like, first Padawan. And he's got this, like, cowboy Sam Elliott drawl. And I, I look, I think, I think Stowers should have all sorts of accents. I don't necessarily think one of them makes any more sense than another. You know, it's like when people were talking about Mendo being Australian, I'm like, well, what, you know, everybody else in the empire is British. Yeah. Then if, if, if space England exists, space Australia should exist. But there's something about like this, this drawl that he has that is straight out of a, like a Western and I can't, I can't deal with it. It just made me laugh. Really disconcerting. Space cowboy Jedi. (laughs) I would say if you can get this story from like the library, it is worth listening to. I wouldn't necessarily spend money on it. There's some frustrating stuff in it. And I don't know if the interesting stuff is enough to balance that out. But again, I don't like the format. So there's only so much I was ever going to enjoy it, no matter how well done it was. Yeah, I mean, from your review itself, I do not see myself getting this. There's there's some really cool stuff with Ventress. Was that almost worth it? Almost, because there's large parts of it where she's like, arguing in her head with her dead Jedi master. Ooh. And that's pretty interesting. And she's sort of arguing the whole time whether he actually is just a voice in her head or whether it is like some real remnant of him. Hmm. I guess that's interesting. Oh, and also Sifo-Dyas calls Dooku do, and I can't. It, it bothered me. It made my eye twitch every fucking time. Like Scooby-Doo? Like do, because Dooku. But he just calls him do, and I'm, I'm, I cannot get behind it. Everyone has nicknames in Star Wars, but I can see. Huh. I don't know. I mean, when I saw this, like, come out, like... <laughs> Wait, so what is this called? It's called Dooku Jedi Lost. Hmm. Because I feel like, are there going to be like more of these kind of radio drama? I think this is a test. Things? Because I feel like there's going to be more. Well, I feel like if it if it does well, then there are. Hmm. I mean, this was a very new thing for them. 382 minutes. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like personally, me, like these two characters weren't necessarily my favorite or least favorite. So I think I'll pass. Respectfully pass. I kind of like Dooku a lot more now. I, I did go, it did, what it did do is reinforce how misused and underused Christopher Lee is in the prequels. Because if you have Christopher Lee, you should fucking use Christopher Lee. 
and they don't. What do you think they should have done with him? Like, actually made him a real character. And keep him around for longer. And have him be, like, a central villain. Yeah. I don't know why they just decided to dump him in Revenge of the Sith and replace him with Grievous. Yeah, especially since it's fucking Grievous. I mean... Well, because, I mean, why use an actual person when you can have a CG thing that has robot arms? Well, that's what George wanted. I mean, the more CGI, the better for George in that era, especially. Yeah. That's one of my major problems with those movies, is you had Christopher Lee. Like, Christopher Lee, man. You know... Come on. One of my biggest annoyances with CGI in the prequels was there's this scene in Revenge of the Sith where they're on the droid ship rescuing the Chancellor and Dooku does this like backflip off of like you know what I'm talking about right? Yeah. And it's just it's so terribly animated. I mean mean, at least for God's sake you should just put Christopher Lee or his stunt double on wires and just do a couple loops and then jump to the floor. But no, George wanted to make that all animated. It just, it was so bad. Cool, because you're watching a person and then suddenly you're watching a cartoon and then you're back to watching a person again. Yeah. I guess, but it would have been interesting to see what Dooku could have been if, you know, we got actual writing for him other than you know like the concept was interesting that a jedi that went to the dark side and that basically warned obi-wan that hey uh the dude that's in charge of me is also in charge of you and controlling you like a puppet yeah there's such there's so many motivations for dooku that they could have you could have like really dug into and explored that they didn't do at all you didn't do at all okay now we're done talking about this we have a fuck Mary kill <laughs> yes we do and i was i was reminded i was reminded that we haven't done a fuck Mary kill for a while because i was listening to the geek dudes which is a great um general geekery podcast that people should listen to uh chris and mitch and jonesy are fucking hilarious i love their show um but apparently chris fresh had been listening to some of our older episodes because he mentioned on his podcast how filthy we are and we haven't actually been filthy for a while i don't think yeah i feel like me personally, I've been a more modest woman. I mean, we still swear a lot. He mentions how much we swear, and I'm like, oh yeah, we do swear really a lot. <laughs> if there's one thing that we should do on this podcast, it's cursing. <laughs> However, Chris also says he thinks we might be dirtier than their podcast, which is a little hard to take when, like, the first 10 minutes of that of that episode was Chris telling a story about getting a fake tan and his ball sack kept becoming exposed. 
So, you know, like, I don't talk about, like, flashing my vag for people in public. So I, f- I feel like maybe they still have the edge on us. I have one of those stories. <laughs> <laughs> it was prom. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm already in. Okay. Don't, I was 18. Don't worry. Um, I was walking in the hallway and like my dress had a really high slit. And like I when I'm in long dresses, like I feel like a princess. So like I act like a princess, like I grab like the side of it and, you know, do like princessy things. And I, I walked in and I grabbed something and then I went back in my room and my sister came in and she's like, Brittany, everyone in the room just saw your cat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was the first and last time I ever wore a uh, flesh thong underneath something. Women's underwear is something else. Because I was wearing underwear, but it was just like, it was a see-through material. But then it's like, why? I don't even know why I had that. I didn't need that at 18 years old. Yeah, but you're I don't even need that now. A prom, like, you know. Oh, God. Yeah. Prom that night, too, was, was something else. So I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast. So... And it's it's prom season, so it's perfect. So I went to prom at the guy I was dating at the time, his school, because mine was on my birthday and I didn't want to go to prom on my birthday, which going back, I should have done that. But I went with my friends and the guys because my friends that I had, like they were all they were dating the guys that I was friends with, too. So we all went together. And the plan was to go back to my friend Laura's house to spend the night. And, like, all the guys were going to be there, but my friend Laura's mom was cool. And she's like, all right, like, the dudes sleep in one room and the girls sleep in the other. Mm -hmm. So I thought I had told my mom that that I was going to spend the night because, I mean, I grabbed an overnight bag and everything. But I guess um, I guess I forgot to tell her. So we're back at Laura's house. It's, like, 2 a.m. And um, my phone's in the other room. And I guess it's ringing like 10 times. So my mom calls all of my friends in the room. And I find out that my mom doesn't know where the heck I am. She's called the cops. Oh, my God. Well, she didn't actually call the cops. Like, I talked on the phone with my dad. And he's like, um, it's all fine. Everything's great here. But, yeah, that was bad. And then uh, my sister knew well, my I think my sister knew or something because I texted my sister I'm like the guys are here too and Brandy she I think she went to my mom and was like Brittany's gonna have sex she's in a house with boys and they're all gonna have sex so of course my mom's like freaking out and yeah that was prom so my mom thought I ditched the house and had sex on prom night which didn't man your sister sucks <laughs> she's better now oh man but it was funny like I remember like that next day like she texted me and she's like is your boyfriend's car still here and I'm like um no why she's like mom does not want to see him oh my god but 
but yeah, that that was prom. That was probably like the worst uh, experience. God, I, I remember crying so much because my mom was like, you have to leave now. And of course, I was being a brat. And I'm like, I don't want to leave. I'm having fun with my friends. But then my dad let me stay. But yeah, guys, um, if we have any listeners under 18 or that are going to prom, um, tell your fucking parents where you're going. Don't make the mistake I did where your mom threatens to call the cops. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, let your parents know or give them a believable lie about where you are. I was a terrible liar. Even now I am, so I don't lie. But anyways, back to the fuck, Mary kill. Yeah, so Jesse said it's a fuck, Mary kill, which is, I love the madness of this. The fuck, Mary kill is sex, food, and Star Wars, which is our show. Like, that is our show. Okay, so sex. All types? Well, this was what I was wondering is, does that include masturbation? Because this changes my answer. You know, I want to say yes for technical reasons. But this just says sex. So, I mean, when I think of sex, I think of penile and vaginal insert well i don't think there has to be insertion but i do feel like there has to be more than one person involved yeah but i mean there can be more than one person involved in masturbation yeah but i feel like if there's more than one person involved like if if it's only you i don't necessarily know if that counts as sex like it's sexual activity but i don't i wouldn't call it sex okay so Maybe we're thinking too much. Like, maybe just fucking. So we'll change sex to fucking food in Star Wars. Okay. Hmm. I feel because if if sex includes masturbation, then it can't kill sex. But if I can kill sex and still masturbate... I'm more inclined to kill sex that way. But also, if like if you can never have sex again, God created dildos. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe if you like make like the perfect one. Well, yeah, that's sort can... of what yeah, that's what I'm saying is if if you can kill sex and are still allowed to like masturbate then I could still fulfill that urge. Is that possible, though? Is what possible? Not having sex? People not have sex all the time. No, that, like, that it could actually feel like a, like a penis. (sighs) I mean, I don't know how much I need it to feel like a penis, because, I mean, they vibrate, and real penises don't do that. (laughs) I don't think so. Mine doesn't. Your penis doesn't vibrate? <laughs> not the, not, not, not the, I don't have one. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was, you know. But I you have, an, you have access to one. I have access. My, my access doesn't, does not vibrate. No. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So if I can still masturbate, then I'm killing sex. Okay. You see, this is where it's interesting for me because when I go like a long time without having sex, like I'm like, I could live without this. Like I could never do this again and I'll be fine. But then when the activity happens, I'm like, okay, no, fuck that. So this is hard because I'm addicted to food. Yeah. I I, I think about food every day. I'm like my fucking dog. I think about sex, food, and <laughs> what's the other one? <laughs> I think that's what my dad said once. He's like, all that dog ever thinks about is sex and food. But I feel like with me, it's it's mostly food because I just I I love food. Like I think I would marry food because just in terms of like it's what I spend the most time doing of these three mm-hmm. things. It's sort of. I mean, I know you're not supposed to like fill emotional voids with food, but I enjoy I enjoy cooking. I enjoy eating. I enjoy like reading food blogs. So on like multiple different levels, I feel like I would have the deepest relationship with food of these three. You can also fuck food too. Yeah, but I want like I my feel like it's not just like a sex thing. It's like it's like a romantic thing. So I think marrying food. Okay. So define killing Star Wars. <sighs> you um like just no more Star Wars ever again. No more Star like... Wars. But I I don't think it is just no more Star. It's not just like there's no new Star Wars. It's no Star Wars. Okay. Like Star Wars still exists, but you have no. Well, Star Wars that has happened still exists, but you have no more relationship with Star Wars. You're becoming Star Wars celibate. And there's no more new Star Wars. Yeah, I'm killing Star Wars. I want to marry food. Okay. And then I will fuck sex. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds funny. But then that means, so if I choose to fuck sex, does that mean that that's the only time, like, because if I'm, I'm marrying food and having sex with sex, so. I think that yeah. we have, it implies you have a more, like, ongoing, in-depth relationship with the thing you're marrying Yeah. So yeah, I, I stick with my answer. What about you? Okay, I'm marrying food. I think if I can, if I can if I can kill sex and keep masturbation, then I'm killing sex. And I think that's that's how I'm defining this. So that I'm having I'm I'm fucking Star Wars. Okay. That it's the sort of this like visceral physical thing with star wars 
and I get my emotional fulfillment from food. And then I'm I'm killing sex. Wonderful. Yeah. And if sex includes masturbation, then I'm fucking sex and, and killing Star Wars. I don't know why Chris thinks our podcast is dirty. I don't know why either. I mean... <laughs> oh, I hope my dad doesn't listen anymore. I mean, I can't believe it took 91 episodes to talk about flashing vaginas. <laughs> have you ever, like, accidentally, like, flashed someone with your boobs before? No, but I don't have much in the way of boobs. So they don't, like, pop out of my shirt. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think that has ever happened to me. I think that happened once when I was at the beach and I was, like, running or something. And, like, my top went, like, zoop. But that was years ago. I mean, I'm I'm careful now. <laughs> I'm careful. <laughs> oh. Chris spray tans? It was before some event. I never got the whole thing with like spray tanning. Like my sister does it now, and like I I don't dig I don't get it. Like she's already tan, so like it it almost makes her look like orange. But I mean, if it makes her feel better about herself, then like go ahead, be orange, you know. But I don't know. I mean, I'm very pale, and I'm fine with it. I mean, I tried tanning once, and I just burned. But yeah, I've never had a tan or anything. But you know, I, I'm okay with it. But yeah. Oh, I like I've never used fake tan or anything because I'm fairly tan naturally, and I tan really easily. Like I get I get pretty dark during the summer. Like I've I've had sunburn like three times in my life. What was your worst one? Um, last year, last summer, or the summer before, um. We were like when my when my parents were visiting when we were out on the on the like like near Boston but like out on the ocean. Um, we were we were having lunch outside and there was like one one of my shoulders and arms just got like completely beat red and <laughs> like hurt so badly. And that and that was bad for a couple of days, and also because like you know I was getting on a train the next day, and I like had like a backpack and shit with me. Ooh! But it's just it's just like the ones that like you can see which side the sun was shining on because I'm just like it's just one arm, and then like the side of my neck. Oh, and another time when we went uh, whitewater rafting, and my scalp and lips got burnt. Ooh, the scalp is always the worst. I feel like the worst places are your scalp, your face, and then I feel like the shoulders are shit too because bras. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember playing tennis in high school and I got a sudden burn like right by my bra strap and like it got to the point where like it, you know, like if any irritation got to it, it would bleed. So, you know doing a serve and like feeling that on my left shoulder oh i still remember that pain it was the worst 
But no, I, I try not to get too sunburned. I mean, my dad has like, my dad and I have like the same skin and he's been in treatments for like skin cancerous stuff. So I try to be really careful. I just sent you a picture on Twitter. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> but like, I, I you can see like my normal skin through the bra because of a bra straps down. You can see how red I am. It's crazy. Damn, that looks like it hurts. It hurt like fucking hell. I like your hair. It's like uh, pink on one side and like green on the other. Yeah, it was all like Harley Quinn hair. Nice. Was I was going to say, was that near like Suicide Squad? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was only afterwards where I was like, huh, oh, fuck. But. Anyway. That's our podcast. If you want to write to us with fuck Mary Kills or you know something actually about Star Wars, uh, you can do that at cantabitepod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at cantabitepod. I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. And Brittany, you are on Cantobrit on Twitter and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. All right. Anything else? Um, I think that. That covered it. Uh, do you have any vagina flashing stories going once, twice? No, no vagina flashing stories. Okay. But if people have want to like send us their vagina flashing or ball sack flashing stories, you can do that. Cantifypod at gmail.com. E. But until, <laughs> until then, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a ghetto bitch. Brittany the Jinj and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, ghetto bitch number one.